This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Looking for a judgment-free zone? I will be recording tomorrow. Are you looking for a host that's an open book? Do you want to discuss the things that we all face in real life with a heavy dash of motivation? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Let Me Touch You podcast. Let's get started. Here's your host, Barbie. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our season finale. Can't believe we're here already. It's been a long time coming. It's been a crazy, adventurous season. I'm sure the guys are going to miss me screaming, muting myself, screaming at the kids, and all that good stuff. Guys, say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. Here. You should have pre recorded that if that's all you were going to say. I did. You didn't see my yes, mouth I move. did see your mouth move. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, yeah, we're here. It has been a great time. I'm gonna miss you guys. When I say you guys, I mean, of course, our favorite Leos and our supporters. You guys have been rocking out with us this entire time, and we appreciate your love and support. Well, let's get this party started. Let's connect. Now it's time to connect. Let's connect. Okay, so this week's clip is as follows. Say you forgive someone for something they did, big or small, and you keep thinking about it. Should you try to move on to save the relationship or try to find closure to ease your mind? Good question. Who wants to go first? Not I. <laughs> we'll let Styles go first. <laughs> um. Okay. So it was like two parts to that. He said, "Big or small." I mean, if it's small, you can't forgive him. You're just being petty. Grow up. So you know, but I mean, if if it's big. You know, well, I'll take that back because if it's small and it's a pet peeve of yours and you can't get over it, don't torture yourself. Moonwalk up out of the situation and go the other way. Um, and if it's big, same shit. So that's my stance on it. So you wouldn't work on it? You'll just let it go? <laughs> Why would I work on it? Yeah, it's you. Sorry. Stupid question. It's not even that I mean again like I said I don't first of all I don't know what the problem is I don't know how badly it affected him Big or small So I can't really accurately Address the question So I'll give it a a blanket Statement so to speak I guess Jane Okay so 
I'm of the opinion that regardless to whether you stay or leave, you absolutely have to forgive the person and forgive whatever was done because otherwise you will suffer. It's only going to affect you, you know, and it may actually manifest itself in some form of illness, ulcers, you know, just stressing. It's, it's not worth it. So always forgive, even if you leave the situation. That's that's my belief, in my opinion. Um, as far as how to do that, you have to make a conscious decision to stop living in the offense and reminding yourself of the past. You have to literally let that go. You have to literally choose to think about something else. And it's like anything else, you know, it takes time. But I tell people all the time, like, if you picture your house or picture the place where you live right now, and then I tell you to picture a red balloon, what happens to the picture of the house you had in your mind? It went away. It's just that easy. Every time it pops up in your head, think about something else. Damn, I don't even want to go after you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I would say is if you chose to forgive that person, then that means you're willing to forget. You know, some people say you can forgive, but you can't forget. If it's something you can't forget, then don't forgive them and just keep it moving. I think that's the simplest way to put it. So we wish you the best of luck in whatever it is. If it's something, like Style said, it could be something small. If it's irking you still to this day, it's still a problem that's lingering. And if you don't want to deal with it, just keep it moving. Heart to heart. It's time for the main topic. Let's have a heart to heart. Okay, so for the season finale, we're basically going to be discussing um, how to work things out, giving a little summary of the things we've learned. We also have some testimonies that we're going to be reading. So we're just going to be here chilling with y'all, summing it all up and telling y'all how it helped us as well. So to start off the season, the season, you hear me? To start off the episode, I'm going to be playing... Styles clip. Styles, you ready? A major misconception about conflict in romantic relationships is that people in good relationships should fight very little. There's an expectation that if well matched, you and your partner will see eye to eye on most matters and argue rarely, if at all. Yeah, all right. So I was raised with the thought that, um, you know, in order for you to have a successful relationship, you guys have to see eye to eye on 99% of the things. Uh, and after I started experiencing relationships, I realized that that wasn't the case. And it's not the case. You know, there has to be a difference of opinion in order to coexist. You can't coexist and everybody's just doing. First of all, there's no growth. And if you are, you know, if there is growth, it's stunning. It's super duper slow. You know, because everything is born through adversity. Um, well, good things are born through adversity. So I think he opened up that that chapter really, 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 really good with that whole, with that statement. So yeah, I would have to agree. A lot of times when people see any little hiccups in their relationship, they're like, "Oh, it's not supposed to be this way." Not for nothing, but when it comes to Disney movies, I say they ruined my life. I kid you not. Because, like, all along, I had this image in my head that it's supposed to be this way. 
The guy is supposed to come and find me and save me from this crazy chaotic life I have. And we're going to live happily ever after. And I'm going to have maids cleaning and doing this and doing that. I ain't got none of that shit. <laughs> what? Hey, Barb. Disney yes. released you? All right. Because that was what was sitting on my mind two seconds ago. When yeah, you said because, that. you know, sometimes like, oh. you live a life where, for example, my mom was single. So I didn't have that image of the structure of how it was supposed to be. So movies and Disney shows, like I would look at those things that like, all right, that's how it's supposed to be if I get married and do this. I didn't want to live a single mom life. But I have a question because I know like episode two or three, we were having an argument when I said that I'm not taking relationship advice from my mother. Here you are sitting in front of a television taking advice yeah. from Disney. It's it's what I wanted. Okay. I no 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 no. I, I got that. That's not even my point nor my argument. However, thank you. We had this discussion at another episode. Later down the line. Um what was it called? The Unhappy Women's Club? Some shit like that. We dug we dug deep into the women in my family and I realized that you were right. I don't say that much. Oh, because you crucified me when I was like, check this out. I don't take it relationship advice from my mother. Like, how's... I was like, because she's just not the person to take relationship advice from. I love you, mom. I do love my mother. But yeah, so my whole life, you know, I thought it was supposed to be perfect. And whenever I got crossed with something in a relationship that wasn't like in the Disney movies or whatever TV show I was into, I was like, nah, this ain't it. It can't be it. It's not what I've been seeing all along. So, relationships ain't perfect. They love them. They love you. They're willing to work on. Just go for it. All right. So, in the book, he discusses the secure principles for making conflict work. And I am going to discuss those top five. Talk to me. You ain't even bothered to ask. Oh, my God, Jay. I'm so sorry. No, we're good. We're good. I agree with y'all. I'm so sorry. That's, that's why I didn't raise my hand or anything, because I'm like, yeah, I agree. It's, it was, <laughs> it's um the Theraflu that I took. I'm all over the place. No, Jay, talk to me. We will not sit here and blame over-the-counter drugs. I just drank the last little bit of it. We're not doing that. Those are not even real drugs. Stop it. We not. We are not blaming Theraflu. Jay, talk to no, us. No, but... Uh, yeah, I honestly, I do agree. Um, I had the same idea growing up or, you know, even early, early on, like a good relationship with someone that you're supposed to be with or a soulmate will be effortless. It'll be easy. There won't be any big arguments. You know, there might be a disagreement on what's for dinner, but not a disagreement, you know, much bigger than that. And that's nothing could be further from the truth. But I feel like when you have someone that you fight fairly with is the term I like to use fight fairly it it opens the door for you to be very transparent with each other it in, believe it or not it increases trust um, and, and a whole lot of other things it just you know you can actually you learn that you can really be who you are and you feel loved unconditionally in those situations so fighting and arguing or disagreeing is actually a healthy thing for relationships which is what his point was and we were gonna go on without you saying all of that no yeah I'm glad Styles checked me 
everything you said to close that up. It's perfect. All right. So the five secure principles for resolving conflict. Principle number one, show basic concern for the other person's well-being. Number two, maintain focus on the problem at hand. Sometimes, I don't know, you guys, you're having an argument with a person about one thing and then they'll bring up some shit from the past and it'll detour. And it's like, yo, why are we arguing about this when the original situation was this? Like, let's focus on this instead of trying to make it about you. Sometimes that's something else that happens. They'll try to make it about them and it's not about you. It's about the situation at hand. So focus on what it's about. Number three, refrain from general. I can't even talk. Refrain from generalizing the conflict or be willing to engage. I hate when I'm having a discussion, a healthy argument, right? With someone. Shut the heck up, Styles. I wish I could see his face. And they want to, mm-hmm, yeah, you're right. Or just stay quiet. I know that's one of the techniques you had said last week, Jay. But like I said, I will throw my chocolate at you. So I need some sort of back and forth. Is that unhealthy? Does that mean? You don't need back and I forth. I need engagement. Or you just want to continue. No, 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 no. That's not you at all. And you speaking on you right now is a biased opinion, so I'll feel free to jump in. Listen, that's not the case. What you want is you want to continue the conversation even if the person actually capitulates. So when the person capitulates, you can't believe that that person's agreeing with you because you think that that person is actually patronizing you. So you want to keep going and going and going and going and going until you get tired. So my mom used to say when she she's like, yo, you do something else, I'm going to beat you until I get tired. I'm like, oh, well, that's you in an argument. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's, it, you're just going to keep going. It's an avalanche effect. Snowball, I mean, pardon, the little pebble turns into a big snowball. Snowball turns into a boulder. That's far. Continue. I'm sorry. No, I didn't you, mean to jump in. You said that with like a lot of emotions and shit. So when we have our arguments, that's how it is? Absolutely. Because when I hit you with the okay, you just keep going. Because you think that I'm patronizing time. you. You're in disbelief. You can't believe that I actually no, agree with you. No, because sometimes... Especially if it's via text. Sometimes when people hit you with the okay, it's like, all right, shut the fuck up already. No, I still have more I got to say, and I'm going to say it. Right. Are, are you listening to yourself? Matter of fact, you're probably you not. See, so you just see, and that's another thing. This. Arguing with Styles, you see how he is? Like, that shit drives me fucking crazy. You don't understand. He was like, Barb. All right, Barb. You're right. Okay, so um, what are we doing for the next episode? Like, he tries to... He try, He doesn't like arguing. Let's just put it that way. He doesn't like arguing. He likes making sure, like, we leave it alone. And I feel like if he is just dismissing me. So, to me, I need some sort of engagement. I like engagement. Is that toxic, Jay? Uh... So, <laughs> so it sounds like it's teetering And the reason I say that Is because it could very well be That you made your point Point's been taken And it's been noted And it's it may seem like Okay I got it shut up But what it really is is like You know what you're absolutely right I got it There's no need to go any further with it And, and so Yeah <laughs> Yeah Whatever. Just engagement with me. 
Engage whenever I am having a discussion with anyone. I'm arguing with you people. Engage. Don't give me the okay. Oh. You know what my pet peeve is? Oh, you want to know what grinds my gears? Okay, play it one more time for the people. <laughs> I can't even find it right now. So we'll leave it alone. However, when you're having an argument with a person, you capitulate. You throw in the towel. You come to your senses, so to speak. And you're like, you know what? Nah, all right, cool. That's that's cool. I understand. I get it. And let's say that there's some task involved and you're like, yo, all right, check it out. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, I got it. Meanwhile, the whole argument was over the fact that they had to do it. So it's kind of like, you know, you, you give up, you go in and then the other person becomes a child. Oh, you calling me a child? Instantly. No, 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 I wasn't saying you That that drives me crazy Whether you're doing it, Jay's doing it, anybody's doing it Shit drives me fucking crazy Why that's, that's good do people know. do that? That's a question That's not rhetorical Feel free to jump in, guys Some people don't like asking for help <laughs> um, Now yeah. I'm breaking shit over here I'm, I'm literally throwing shit, shit. Like, it, it, it's the person will ask you for help and then the argument will be over that and then when you argue for 20 minutes and then do you want to talk about that argument because it seems like you want to get it off your chest no it was an instance i'm sure that everybody can relate to the scenario they don't need to know my motherfucking business i'm just saying it's a fucking scenario it's too familiar to be a regular scenario no, I mean, I'm glad that you can super relate, but I'm just saying that everybody else, you know, I gave them a scenario. They don't okay. need to know so my that business. That was just a pain in the ass. There we go. And number five, effectively communicate feelings and needs. Look at that, Styles. Look at that. <laughs> See how everything falls into place? Effective communication. <laughs> All right. And FYI, ladies and gentlemen, the last disagreement we have, he was like, but Barb, didn't we just record about effective communication? Like, didn't you learn from that? Like, if you don't tell me exactly what you need, how am I going to help you? And I, I was like, right there, I just, I was just like, whatever. All right, so I need you to help me do this. It was an issue with um editing. No, it wasn't. That was the that because was the what ending happened of it. was I was like I no 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 I know but let me let's really take a deep dive. What really happened was hold there that, was an hold argument. On. Jay, you're listening so, right because you're going to be the therapist right now, right after this. Okay. I I took it upon myself, right? Because she was like, "You're not helping this season," so I was like, "All right, cool." And then what Bob does is she goes for the W every time. It's time, you know. So she's bringing out all of the weapons. You know, she went upstairs, got the neighbor's weapons. Every She's got weapons. So I'm like, yo, whatever. And we going back and forth. So, again, I don't want to fight. So I hit her with the okay. All right. Okay. And, of course, that was just the wrong thing to do. So when I came to my senses and realized that I absolutely was not going to win this argument, via text, by the way. I was like, yo, Bob, check this out. This is what I'm going to do. Just send me over all of the clips. I'll edit it. No, I got it. Okay, no problem. So the next day, she was like, so you're going to edit it, right? <laughs> I was like, hold the fuck up. <laughs> it's, just, it's the fucking Twilight Zone. 
No, I'm not going to edit it. I offered yesterday because you said I wasn't being of help, but you wanted to be a child and tell me no. And I took it like an adult. Okay. Okay, Jay. Um, whatever. I don't even want to. That's that's the other thing that fucking grinds my my ears. The whatever. (laughs) I got it. Whatever. I hate. Listen, I don't like asking for help. But then again, if I want to have a good relationship with anyone, again. We said that this book, it helps you with relationships with friends, um, children, anything. And obviously, it helped a little bit with styles. And I need to learn that I need to effectively communicate. Nobody's going to read my mind. He didn't know that I needed his help a little so, more during this season. You know? We had the argument. I felt like I was the only one reading the book. <laughs> yeah. But yes, you probably right? I was like... What the fuck? Am I the only? I'm thumbing through the bitch like a Bible and shit. Chapter three, verse ten. People don't change from one to another. It takes time. Okay, so it's not like that was like chapter eight. What the fuck? There's there's twelve. All right, so we're on. This is twelve. Two weeks ago, we make that ten. You are not making a case for yourself. You know what? I I don't want to keep lingering on this because the people don't want to hear this shit. They they don't, even though it has everything to do with the book. I just can't stand stuff. (laughs) So long story short, my communication skills suck ass. I can honestly admit that. And the main thing for me is asking for help, feeling vulnerable and... Because usually I don't have anyone that I can, you know, lean on for help or anything. So it's not something that I'm used to doing. And if I do ask someone for help, I usually get hit with the no. So I'm already mentally preparing myself for the negative shit, which we shouldn't because not everyone is going to hit you with the same shit. Like the other day, I forgot I needed help with something. I hit up, um, I'm not even going to say who, I hit up someone close to me. I was like, listen, I need help. With such and such, you think you could help me? Nah, I can't. In my head, I was like, I shouldn't even ever fucking have asked for it. No, you got to change your mindset. Listen, just because you're you're not used to asking for help does not make you entitled when people when you do ask for help and people have to step up to the plate because you don't normally ask for help. That's not how it works. It doesn't work like that at all. And I'm only saying that, Bob. Because I'm not even slap boxing your face right now I stood on that side of the fence Because you know me I don't mm-hmm. like asking niggas for help Because they're not going to do it the way I need it done Not because they're not going to help Because I'm not a stranger to hard work But at the same time though They're not going to do it how I need it done But I do want you to keep in mind That just because you Don't normally ask people Or don't like ask asking people Prep yourself for that no because it doesn't make you entitled. That is true. I never thought of it that way. And usually I think of it that way like, dang, I never asked. And the one time that I ask, you're going to hit me with the no. But realistically, I really don't know if they're capable of helping or not. So I can't, you know, judge the situation either. So you're right. Oh, my God. Look at that. You just taught me something today. Three for three, baby. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so to start with the next conversation, Jay, let's go with your clip. 
When it comes to conflict, it's not always about who did what to whom, or how to compromise, or even how to express yourself more effectively. Sometimes, understanding the basic biology of attachment helps you prevent conflict before it even happens. Oxytocin, a hormone and neuropeptide that has gotten a lot of press coverage in recent years, plays a major role in attachment processes and serves several purposes. It causes women to go into labor, strengthens attachment, and serves as a social cohesion hormone by increasing trust and cooperation. We get a boost of oxytocin in our brain during orgasm and even when we cuddle, which is why it's been tagged the cuddle hormone. How is oxytocin related to conflict reduction? Sometimes we spend less quality time with our partner, especially when other demands on us are pressing. However, neuroscience findings suggest that we should change our priorities. By foregoing closeness with our partners, we are also missing our oxytocin boost, making us less agreeable to the world around us and more vulnerable to conflict. Damn, that's why I've been cranky. But go ahead, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, in relationships, when there is a... Um, a drought of like affection something as simple as hugs kisses holding hands rubbing each other's arms not even necessarily talking about sexual intimacy but that's all included right you are guaranteed to have more uh, disputes and spats because I know and I, I didn't realize why it was happening at a point but I would literally find myself like highly irritable or very combative to a degree because you know we hadn't taken time out to just spend some time together and I noticed it with, with, with my partner at the time as well so it's it's amazing how something as simple as spending time with your person and showing some form of affection can actually lead to better conflict resolution and less less problems that's that's amazing. Um, how about for someone who's single? What would you recommend for them? So, you know, that's a very, very interesting. <laughs> that's very interesting. Um, so I do believe that, you know, and we joke about it all the time and we say, well, such and such needs to get some because they're always upset or whatever. And we joke about that, but... I believe that there's a, actually a lot of truth to that. But I feel like in your case, having children, you know, it's not the same, but it's still affection. It's still an exchange of love. It's still, um, in my opinion, it still satisfies the urge for connection. So I think that does still help, still help a lot. I love my kids. but the, um, Kids and family. Yeah, yeah. It's not the same. <laughs> I, I will admit it's not the same. But so do you do, let me ask you this. Do you feel like you're more prone to fall out <laughs> and not take <laughs> and not take the OK from Styles because you don't have your oxytocin dosage? Yeah, I think so. I forgot who was on. I was on the phone with someone the other day and it's like I snapped at them real fast. Oh, OK. I was on the phone with a guy and like he says something simple that any other time I would giggle like 
because I knew it was a joke. And I like snapped at him. He was like, damn, you need to release some stress. And I knew what type of release he was talking about. And after he said that, like, I saw what happened and I laughed. And, you know, I'd released some stress that night on my own, but it's not the same. It's not the same. Um, but see, that's like, I mean, it would be it would be dope to have cuddle buddies. Like, like I think, it, I don't remember who it was, but we were talking about how there are professional cuddlers. There are people. Really? <laughs> yes. I'm gonna Google there somebody. are people who literally get paid to cuddle with people. Because it, it just it, it gives people the human interaction that we as people need, and it helps. And people literally pay for this. So, you know, I'm pretty sure that, you know, a, a single woman can, can find a cuddle buddy in the sense of just someone that they may exchange hugs with and stuff like that. The, of the opposite sex. That there may be interest. So even if there's someone that you're mildly interested in, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I think it could help. Now that you say that about the whole cuddling stuff and I'm thinking about it, there's nights where I can't sleep. My daughter sleeps with me. There's nights that I can't sleep. Mm -hmm. And what I'll do is I'll grab onto her like the way I would grab onto her dad when we live together. And I will like wrap my arm around her and tuck it under her the way I used to do to him. And then I'm able to go to sleep faster. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting, but I am. No, I'm not going to look into the cuddle buddy. I was just fucking playing with y'all, but yeah. Okay, so then, yeah, then the kids do help when it comes to that sense. When it's time to go to bed and I'm laying down, she's my cuddle buddy. For everything else, I, I need time for myself. What? First of all, <laughs> I think that you should get a cuddle buddy. Cuddle buddies are actually, I guess from a moral standpoint, a lot better than fuck buddies. Like I can explain a cuddle buddy You know I don't want to explain a fuck buddy But I can explain a cuddle buddy Cuddle buddies are fine It's not wrong with getting a cuddle buddy What's wrong with that <laughs> So You know I'm Think about it ahead. You, It's different eyes. from paying for dick You're not paying for dick You 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 know you're paying for cuddles Oh I'm not hugs. paying nobody for no fucking cuddling If I'm gonna get a cuddle buddy <laughs> I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna take somebody out the friend zone. Yeah, but see the thing is when you upgrade him to a cuddle buddy. Nah, listen, listen. Because what happens is this: when you do it with somebody that, in your, I guess, use the method that you're thinking of, that shit comes with strings. I don't want that. I paid you. That's just weird transaction. I walk out the door with it. I'm good. It's how is it weird? It's it's. Imagine me. All right. It's not weird. Cuddle buddy, and I find somebody. Just no, I'm gonna. I don't listen. Prostitution is the oldest profession on planet Earth, and the thing is, cuddling, if you look at it as like cuddle therapy, like people pay for therapists, you know, I pay pay for for dogs, they pay for dogs and and cats, yeah, because the therapists that my insurance used to cover, they were horrible, so I pay for someone myself because it was just, yeah. The service is so much but better. That's the thing. Like, what do they call them? Uh, therapy dogs or therapy animal pets? I, I don't know. Um, emotional support. I, I was sitting here. Yeah. Emotional support dogs. Yeah. yeah. My pets. son, he suffers you from know. ADHD. We had one, Kobe. Remember Kobe, guys? I got rid of him. Because <laughs> Kobe wasn't he helping. Was, he was helping Jacob Kobe. and stressing me the hell out. Kobe was a whole yes. nightmare. 
that dog was a night. Yeah, I had to. Damn. And then Jacob caught two bad asthma attacks back to back. He landed in the hospital. He got admitted twice within two months. So I was like, yeah, no, you're not helping anymore, buddy. It's time to go. I hope he's doing good, though. I'm sorry, man. But yeah. Okay, so yeah, Jay, it makes sense. The whole cuddling and stuff and the kids. So I guess us ladies and gentlemen are single people. Hopefully you do have children. If you do have children, cuddle with them. I feel sorry for Emma. I'll be hugging her so tight. Sometimes she wakes up, she'll be like, Mommy, you're holding me tight. But is it the same, the same, though? That's no, not the same. It's not the same. Yeah, don't hug. Yeah, don't hug your kids. That's weird. But not for that. Okay, like, for example, I remember being a single man and dating. And getting... um. With, with with women Like maybe we go on a date Maybe we on like date number two Date number three They be like hey you wanna come back to the house like, And they would tell me nothing's gonna happen We just gotta cuddle And I'd be like I ain't got nothing to do You know what I'm saying And then you know me I'm thinking I'm me I'm gonna convince you <laughs> You know what I'm saying <laughs> Right right but, right. But, I mean it was it, the original Netflix Exactly right? But you know sometimes it would happen And sometimes it wouldn't but I, I noticed now, especially in retrospect, looking back, like that's they needed that. You know what I'm saying? It's like I live alone. I don't have a man. You're cool. I trust you. If you're down to come back, we could definitely cuddle if nothing else. And, and it, sometimes they just needed that. You know what I mean? So I think a single person could do the cuddle thing. I mean, obviously with someone that they've maybe been going out with or something, but obviously you have to vet the person and you gotta know that you're safe. You know what I'm saying? Okay, now you ahead. know what's so ill. Sorry, go ahead, no, because you saying that I just realized I was a cuddle buddy for someone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes, there you go. Um, we used to date years ago, and you know we've always remained good friends, and I've always felt 100 percent comfortable with him, and I would come over, and we will literally watch Netflix. I would spend the night, nothing would happen. And it would just be a whole cuddling session. So yeah, I but I could. That's what I'm saying. I can do it that way. Hiring someone, nah, I'm good. That's what you cool. was gonna say, Styles? I was gonna say like cuddling is definitely uh, a thing as far as affecting your mood and you know the chemical imbalance you may be having at that time. Um, because I we sh- we all have hugged somebody during. Some form of trauma And that shit You know Just feels Like Shit is better than sex I don't know about that But yeah I know what you mean You know (laughs) Nah it's better than It's better than sex Especially if What you went through Was traumatic You know what I mean Give me that hug Sometimes all you you need Is that hug To feel comfortable And release Everything that you're Feeling inside You know like You can see somebody Like right now um, I can see somebody that I haven't seen in forever and just hugging them could bring back some old memories and it could trigger something in me and I'll just start crying and just let go of whatever it is that I've been holding inside. So, yeah, you guys opened up my eyes and see it in a completely different way. Another lesson today. I'm just learning today. Look at y'all teaching me shit. Show up to class late, you get all of that. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to play my clip and we'll take it from there. Insecure assumptions interfere with conflict resolution. Specifically, being centered on your own needs and hurts can cause a lot of trouble. 
Fear that someone isn't as emotionally involved as you or doesn't want to be as close as you'd like to be is understandable. But in conflict situations, such preoccupations can be very damaging. Try to keep a number of truths in mind when you are in the midst of a fight. A single fight is not a relationship breaker. Express your fears. Don't let them dictate your actions. So I picked this clip because it basically describes me. And we kind of touched that a little while ago when we were talking about me arguing with styles. Um, you know, I expect people to think the way I think, have the same sort of engagement that I'm having when we're having that conflict. And at the end of the day, not everybody communicates the same. Not everybody shows emotions the same. So I'm here going crazy and Styles is sitting there all nice and calm. It's not like if he doesn't care, he cares. He, this is just the way he handles conflicts. So I'm not going to repeat that whole conversation again because we did that earlier. But what I will do is give you guys some insecure conflict strategies to avoid. So that'll be number one. Getting sidetracked from the real problem. I tend to do that. Like Style says, I come for the W, so I'll bring up shit to, you know, kill you slowly. Make sure I win. Number two, neglecting to effectively communicate your feelings and needs. Another thing that I'm working on, people. Work in progress. Number three, reverting to personal attacks and destructiveness. Avoid that at all costs. Number four, reacting tit for tat to a partner's negativity with more negativity. As child, as child says, you hear me? As style says, me doing my childish shit. So, you know, don't be petty. Number five, withdrawing. Again, my whatever. See, it, it describes me clearly. Shut up, don't say nothing yet. Number six. Number six, forgetting to focus on the other person's well-being. I neglect Sal's feelings, how he is going to react to what I say because I'm so upset and all that matters is me and my feelings and how I feel at the moment and I can give two shits what he says and what I say does to him. So Sal's talk to Sal's, I'm sorry that I be a bitch with you 99% of the time. Okay, so... I feel a little uncomfortable because this is the thing. If you don't, not you, but the audience, if you don't know me by now, like I live to say fuck you. I do. I, and SMD, that's my, that's my shit. Like I and live to SMD. Do I don't like arguing. I just said that. You did? I said I that. Okay. Yeah, I snuck. Nah, I snuck it in there. Um, rather vulgar. But um, I live to do it. And I can't do it to Bob I can't do it to Jay So it's like I'd rather not argue Like I don't want to do it You know And even with you realizing The error in your ways Right now Like I'd rather it be coming from somebody I ain't give a fuck about So I could sit there And I could actually talk shit While you're saying that And then you know Pull up Pull out the receipts And shit like that And we could just relive the whole situation And I could slam you on your head some more so I get no enjoyment out of you actually learning. You don't get However, enjoyment out of me learning. You see how he can be a sarcastic asshole. Well, I mean, no, 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 no. Pardon, pardon. I didn't, trigger, I didn't mean trigger. that. Yeah, like you're that. sarcastic. Very. Yeah, I'm sorry. All right, psycho. Listen, 
This is where I'm getting back to. Um, it, it, it feels good that you showed up late and you're, you're grasping everything. You know, I guess that's what the um, the book intended, and it is the final chapter, literally and figuratively. So that's kind of dope, Paul. I see what you did there. What I did, I didn't even plan this conversation. She was out. like, "I'm gonna no, tie it I all didn't. up on." <laughs> on I honestly last chapter. didn't. I'm gonna show if you up. Look at my notes for today. I just had our topics, and I was like, "We're gonna go with the flow, see where the conversations take us with the clips." And it's crazy that it did tie up into you know our conflicts because people don't see what happens behind the scenes, you know. Um, podcasting is very is something that's very stressful, especially if you're a Leo or Virgo. Like we're we're fucking anal as fuck. Like we have we like to have things a certain way. Style stresses me out if I write in the group text that he doesn't answer back. Like you know, he does little shit to trigger me, and he knows I'm talking. Like right let, now, let me saying, explain something. Let me let me explain something. She creates a group chat on Facebook or pardon Instagram. I'm not on Instagram all the time. I'm I'm really I not understand on that, and you like express that, that you effectively communicated with me, and you explained that to me, which is why I started Hold on. a but new I'm trying chat to, on the phone. I'm trying to lend, and you still don't fucking. I'm ask trying to me. lend them. No, no, no. I'm trying to lend them a little bit of context to what you're saying. You know, so you created you created the uh, the chat, and then I got screamed at because I don't jump into the chat. And I'm like, Yo, Bob, if it was something that you really wanted to communicate to me, you have my phone number. I, like the social media shit is different Like you get what I'm saying Like we're, we're beyond that So I would get screamed at for shit that wasn't done Because I didn't check the message And I'm like yo but you just could have just I get like 50 billion care. Instagram Fucking pop ups That's the day. way we communicate Notifications, right? But you expressed that and I took into no. consideration And I started a regular text mm-hmm. chat Regular text messaging mm-hmm. Do you always respond I Realize you was To the regular text well, now we all have iPhones, so you it see that I read it. No, I can only see if you read it if you have um, the red receipt on. Yeah, yeah, I turned that shit on quick. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. you still don't read it, or if you do, you won't respond. You respond whenever you feel like it. Like you know, these are these. I'm, I'm, boy, I'm talking about a lot of the shit that you put in there is rhetorical, so though. It's effective like, communication. It deserve a response every just, week. You Every communicated week I make it. Sure, everyone is good for, to record. It's it's like the same shit. You could now you have an iPhone. Yo, it's you, you know what's crazy. Thumbs up. Well, I won't be bothering you no more. I read. That's fine. You're right, and I and I read the fucking. Oh no, you will because we got things to do. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> don't play yourself. So this is the thing. Um, how you call it? I would be cursing Jay out. Cause Jay would jump in the group chat chat after you said something. I'm like, I this nigga forcing my hand. Now Jay, I got to say something. You, you don't know how Fucking I appreciated the fact that you will always respond, even if it was just with a simple okay. Things like that trigger me. You know, it's a trigger for me. And he didn't know it until now. I'm expressing it. If I reach out to you, anyone that's listening that I reach out to, if I text you, if I take my time out to call you, text you, find some way to communicate with you, and you ignore me, I feel like you disrespect me. Because if I understand people are busy, I don't I expect you to text back right away. But text me the fuck back, Styles. This times you don't text back until the next fucking day. She said, she said, I'm learning, but I'm still No, it's my trigger. <laughs> 
have to effectively communicate things that bother you, and that's exactly what I'm doing. It's a trigger for me. It drives me insane. So I'm expressing my trigger to you and moving forward. I hope you will respect it and don't do it again. Capish? See, look, he's ignoring me. You see? You see what I mean? <laughs> Jay, what's your advice on this? Sorry. Uh, I think you. I think you've solved it. You, you two solved it. You know, you've expressed how you feel, and I think that um, this styles is. Uh, you know, he's gonna work with you on that. Um, you know, and, and it may be a situation where he has to kind of express to you that you know. It's not always convenient for him to respond in a timely manner for whatever reason. And you, the two of you may have to actually compromise on that a little bit. You know? Yeah, and if I send you a message and you don't respond to my original message and you want to send a freaking stupid clip in the chat, it's like if you ignored what I had to say. But, oh, here's this clip. Look at this clip. Listen, <laughs> sending clips is easy peasy. Like if I'm scrolling through something and I think that it might... Increase your the quality of living. I'm on it. I'm sending it to you. That doesn't mean that you know I'm going through the extra click of going over to my text messages and figuring out what the hell you talking about. Moving forward, right? You know my triggers, and yes, um, it should be a better um, friendship moving forward. Better friendship, better working relationship. I'm on it. And I know I'm I'm not easy to deal with. I'm sure you have seen that. Jay's Jay's this is our first time like dealing with Jay deep like this. So I'm sure Jay saw a size of me he didn't know I had. But you know, I am who I am. Jay and Jay, here's the cheat sheet. Just ignore her. (laughs) I wish I could see my face. That's what grinds our gears, man. The chancleta. Yeah, that's the exactly what grinds up is. All right, so <laughs> I love the way this played out because um, we basically used the book to describe like conflicts that you and I have had and how we worked on it throughout the season and how at the ending of the season we sat here, discussed it, effectively communicated it, and moving forward, we're going to adapt everything we learned to it. So I'm loving it. Okay, so now I'm going to read a couple of testimonies that some people send. Thank you to those who sent them. Truly appreciate it. Testimonials. That. You know my English is not very good looking. It's not a code of law. Thank you. I got you, gang. (laughs) All right, so the first one is, I went ahead and listened to the last chapter before the season finale. It was very informative and sticks out most especially because I'm always thinking of the worst when communicating with anyone. This season has taught me to use my voice. It matters. Whether or not others care to hear it, I will continue to be heard. Thank you for this. It's knowledge that will help me with everything I do in life. Pretty dope. Yeah. Right? That's dope. Okay, next one. Hi, favorite Leos and favorite Virgo. I'm a Virgo myself. I love Virgos. You know, I had to read this one because it was from a Virgo. <laughs> Where do I begin? I'm telling y'all how y'all helped. Y'all helped me understand my fucked up attitude issues and importantly, the why. My childhood played a huge role in it. I never put two and two together. I was, I was able to sit 
with my parents and express to them how they damaged me. And when I have kids, I'll know that how I treat him or her from birth will contribute to whether or not they'll be out here fucked up and hurt. Hurt people hurt people. You guys rock. Thank you. Hope you do this again. See, now right now, I just need a hug from, from that person. Right, because I'm sure some form of dopamine was released just now when, when you read that. Um, that shit touched the fuck out of me, molester style. Pause. Like it really, it really, it really hit deep. Pause. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> um, no, but this is the thing that I also want the. the re- I wish. They weren't anonymous But I want you to understand That um, Even though You know There's a road map That we We all grew up with With growing up With our parents On what We want What we would want to do Versus what we will do You know Be prepared For the moments When you are imperfect Because you are imperfect And being a parent Is Is An eternal learning Experience So you're going to Continue to learn With that child Every child is different You know You were different To your parents And they thought That that's how They had to mm-hmm. Parent you I don't know What went on Because she said You know Shit was fucked up Like Shit was fucked up on You know With me growing up too I grew up in a Fucking Crack 80s Era But um Yeah No Yeah But uh, Thank you yeah, and I'm, Thank you I'm thank glad you. that They were able To sit down And speak to their parents About it You know I'm sure that conversation Must have been deep for the parents You know there's no cheat code For becoming a parent And our parents do with us What they know um, You know sometimes they use What they've been through For example like you said You'll know what not to do um, They use their experiences And things that they've seen around us To try to master it But like Style said Every child is different I have four kids And the way I raised my first Second, third and fourth it's not the same you know and as you get older I'm gonna keep it 100 with y'all like the twins I had the twins when I was 30 I'm 38 right now I be tired so the energy I had to put into this and that with the boys I don't have it now and a lot of times the boys be like damn you let them slack with a lot like I really don't have the energy to sit there and be screaming 90% of the time I'm tired so you know not to defend your parents It's not easy When you have your kids You'll see And just Don't beat yourself in the head It's a learning process You have anything to add Jay? No I'm just I'm very very excited That It uh, It has actually helped Some people Because That's the whole thing That's the whole purpose Of the podcast you know, It started off Just to have some fun And blow some steam but then I realized that there were people that, you know, actually enjoyed hearing it and it helped them. So that's that's what it's all about. Right yeah. All right. So the next one is this one just got straight to the point. This person put this season helped me understand my sister's toxic marriage. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I found this one Sheesh. funny. I was like, well, there's a lot of times we're on the outside looking in and we're judging people. Like, you right. know, why is he or she still with her? Like, what the hell? 
they're beautiful, yeah. they're successful. I was and shit like that. So I'm glad it helped you understand your sister's toxic, quote unquote, toxic marriage. I, I wish there were more to that. I know, like, like what to- what know. made it toxic? Everybody has everybody has their own definition of toxic. But I'm glad right. that now you understand it, and maybe you can help your sister. When in need, when she comes to you asking for advice, you won't brush her off if it's something that you did do. And, you know, probably the tools that you listen to and learn here, you can help her get out the relationship if it is that bad. Yeah. Or you can give them the book. Yes. Christmas is right around the corner. It's a perfect Christmas gift. Or you could get them a Spotify account and direct them to Let Me Touch Your Podcast. There you go, that too. That too. Mm-hmm. Look at you, Styles. All right, next one. Good shit. It takes a real one to be open and honest the way the three of you were. After hearing your growth and life experiences, you have changed my mindset. After being engaged, two months left for the wedding, my ex called everything off. No true explanations. She just said things changed. With therapy and this season, I'm understanding that she wasn't it and that she wasn't meant for me. What's meant for me will find me. Thanks for the true transparency. P.S. Barbie, I'm a 36-year-old Leo. <laughs> so what I'm talking about. She yeah. just shot, Leo. She just shot. For those of you who probably just... You know, came into this episode, you'll listen throughout the whole season that Styles and Jay are like the blueprint right now of the secure man. I would like they're both Leos. So I said, I'm, I need to find me a Leo moving forward. So to the audience, to those people who send out their testimonials, I said it right. Yes, but let me get back to that testimonial that you just yeah. dropped, though. Can we address that? Thank you, my guy. Like again, you know, you're not you're not really gonna elicit a really ridiculous emotional response from me right now. But trust and believe, if I could drop a tear right now, I would, because at the end of the day, that's what this season in particular was all about. It's about reaching out. It was about reaching deep. Pause. Um, because I realized a lot of things about myself. You know, and I've identified a lot of my ways and the reason that I do certain things now. And it's been attributed to me growing up, you know. Um, but yeah, 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 all of that. You know, definitely appreciate it. Talk to me. What did you find out Ooh. about yourself? What did you learn about yourself throughout the season? Oh, I found out I'm a complete another asshole. Um, but I'm yeah, but I'm I'm caring and compassionate at the same time, so I'm an oxymoron as well. So I'm a I'm a direct contradiction of life and semi stop. <laughs> I'm gonna be a grumpy fucking old man. Um simply because I think that people are fucking stupid. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. The book actually um helped me understand the metamorph metamorphosis that is me, you know, um and how I relate to people in general. Not just my wife, not just my friends, not my co-workers, everybody. You know, um, I've realized a, a couple of triggers that I probably could release and let go of, but I'm not gonna. It's my safety net. 
But um, <laughs> I'm still with the fuck yous. I'm still antisocial. Um, and uh, yeah, I just understand why now. That's all. So it's helped me uncover that at the very least, you know, and um, it definitely helped me handle Bob during the season because we argue in it. What was it two years now? It's coming up with two years in June. We were, we, no, actually more than that. Well, anyway, it was like 20. We'll call it two years. We'll round up. Yeah. We've argued incessantly. Like, it's, it's like the, the worst arguments on planet Earth. And, um, we're still here because, you know, we're genuine with the friendship. He's an asshole. You understand what I'm saying? The friendship is genuine. No, no, absolutely. (laughs) But the friendship is genuine. You understand? So we're going to have disagreements. I can't have a disagreement with my mother, my sister, my brother, and then all of a sudden we're not related, right? Because it's genuine. It's there. It's in the blood. And and that's how I feel with this situation. You know, this is genuine. So we can argue. We can disagree. But, you know, we'll mend the fences later. But it helped me deal with that. It helped me deal with um, a lot of other shit, you know. And Jake came through and... and Dropped a whole bunch of other jewels on this because you know this was made by the other others. <laughs> so Jay actually gave it to us in urban contextual form. So, <laughs> so that's you know. So I'm gonna pass the mic on that because y'all probably tired of hearing me rambling. Thank you for sharing that, um, Jay. As far as how it helped me, the book. Yeah. So the book helped me to learn how to better communicate effectively like it literally gave me you know little tweaks here and there that I needed Um, it also allowed me to look at myself and realize that I do even though as a secure even though I'm a secure attachment style or have a secure attachment style I still sometimes respond in ways that don't fit my attachment style based on the scenario of the person, right? And so it's actually helped me to learn how to improve my uh, attachment style as a secure. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Because there's always room for improvement, no matter what style you are. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and how to, honestly, how to better be a, uh, a, a better, how to be a better partner. Even because, like you said, there's always room for improvement. So I see some areas where I can be a better listener, where I can be a better, where I can be more understanding and things of that nature. So it was definitely insightful for me. Okay, I'm glad that's that's great as well. Okay, so for me, I think I have been like a work in progress from the very beginning of the book because at the same time, like it falls into my journey of finding myself again and you know I started therapy around the same time that we started the book so it's like everything went perfectly together it's like it all lined up crazy thing is shout out to my neighbor Alan when I first started podcasting he recommended this book to me he was like it's a great book you know maybe you can mention it on one of your episodes and I remember I think it was season one season two my season finale I mentioned the book and I was like you know I'm gonna talk about this one of these days Two years later, here we are, you know, it was, I guess back then wasn't the time, now was the time for it to happen. So it helped me 
align everything that my therapist was telling me. Sometimes when you hear things from certain people, it's just like, uh, should I believe what she's saying? But like reading it, sharing the experiences with you guys and you guys telling me, you know, your life and how it works. And I was like, all right, she's right. She's just not telling me this because I'm paying her, you know. So it helped me, number one, with effective communication, especially with my kids. I always preach to my kids that, you know, their voice deserves to be heard. I've never been that parent where, don't tell me how you feel, I don't care how you feel. So before I was letting them express themselves, I wasn't really paying attention to their needs. So I was just listening to listen, not listening to take it in and do something about it. So it definitely helped me with that. It helped me understand that my anxious attachment style is due to the craving of the love and attention that I lacked growing up as a child. Like I said earlier, TV was my shit. It's like I was living a fantasy. I was with the Disney movies, Saved by the Bell, these chick flicks here, and, you know, all of that was what I knew. So I was growing up thinking my life was going to be all fairy tales because what I had around me. No offense to my family, I love you guys, but I'm the youngest. So, you know, my sisters had their life. They were doing their thing. My mom had me at an older age as well. She had me when she was 38. So all I had was basically TV. So I was growing up living a fairy tale, and I understand why I crave so much intimacy and security and all this shit. So now that I understand the why, like Style says, it's easier for me to move forward. Um, and I, it also helped me understand that there's nothing wrong with craving these things, you know? The right person will come along, understand it, and if they can't understand and help me work through it, then they're not the one for me. So it, it helped in a lot, a lot of ways. I'm glad that I took the time out to read the book. I'm glad that you guys decided to do this with me. I appreciate you guys 100%. Like, I couldn't have picked anybody better to do this with because y'all both transparent, honest, and y'all listen. Y'all listen to help, not listen to listen. Because we could have been doing, I could have been doing this episode with someone else and they'll just be sitting there and you know, agree with whatever I got to say. You guys didn't do that all this season. So it was an even exchange of energy from all of you guys, and I appreciate it. And I appreciate you guys that have listened to the entire season and to everyone that engaged and any little thing that we did. I appreciate it, y'all. Dare to be touched? Here's the quote of the day. Okay, guys, so to close it out, do you have any, did you guys pick a quote? Do you have anything specific that you want to say besides everything that we have said this season? What's the best advice you can give? Okay, I'll start this if you don't mind. Oh, go ahead. Um, so there's a quote from the Bible, and it says, my people perish for lack of knowledge, right? So it's God talking about it. His people or people who perish because they lack knowledge and words. The number one thing that will help any and every relationship of every kind is knowledge. Knowing who you are, knowing what your needs are, 
and understanding the needs of your person. These are foundations. Without these, no relationship can ever survive. So this book has reinforced that for me. And I understand that it's corny to some people to seek any type of help or any type of self-help or anything like that. But it's very necessary because if you don't do something different, you'll continue to get the same results. It's cliche. We've heard it a million times, but it's fact. I agree 100%. Something that a lot of people wouldn't discuss before. And a lot of us need the help. Don't be afraid to get it. It's out there for a reason. Styles, you want to go next, Styles? Okay. Um, everything that Jay said, amen. That's like, yeah, everything that Jay said, amen. Um, also, um, self-preservation, ladies and gentlemen, as I learned from the Wong situation, is key. You know, um, no one's going to love you like you love yourself. Take care of yourself. All right. But don't take care of yourself to the detriment of others. So be nice. Like, be nice. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Um, damn. I mean, Jay yeah, hit did. it on the head. So just take that, you know, sp- sprinkle a little self preservation in there and be nice. Drink water. <laughs> okay. So my quote is. The most painful thing is losing yourself in the process of loving someone too much and forgetting that you are special too. It's like we're in sync today because it goes with what the guys said and the whole Huang situation. You know, we have to understand that, you know, no one's perfect. There you are and you are worthy of the same love that you want to give everyone else. You know, we go above and beyond to show other people that we love them. That same energy you put into everyone else, we need to put into ourselves. And trust the process. It's not an easy process. It's not something that's going to happen from one day to another. Look at me in styles. I still want to slap him from time to time, no matter how many episodes we're in. But, you know, I'm a work in progress. And we're getting there. I was able to express to him my triggers today, something that I've never done. And we've known each other for two years. So, you know, just trust the process, have faith, and believe in yourself. Believe that you are worthy of the love that you are giving everyone else. So, it was a great season. I want to thank everyone once again. I'm going to keep thanking y'all because it was just amazing. And moving forward, this is something that I'm going to do. I'm going to, whatever, like, self-help books that I'm reading... And I feel that it touched me and it can touch someone else. I will be basing my seasons on that. You guys have any recommendations of books that you're reading, have read, and you feel it can help me as well as help someone else, send them in. As you see, this book was a recommendation from someone that listens to my podcast and I used it. So just let me know. We're here to help. Guys, again, I love y'all. Thank y'all. And it was a great time. It was definitely a great time. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yo, what's the name of that creepy ass elf for um, Christmas? What elf? I just call it the elf, elf on the Shelf. Is, does he is have it? a name? Elf on the Shelf. There you go. That's what those. I was looking for. His name is JJ. You do? 
Some creepy shit. <laughs> I no 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 because I seen a um I seen a, a post earlier about it and the little girl was so cute she ran in her um her mom's room and was like, Mom, I'm gonna tell you what happened. And like I love when you see like three, four year olds and they're super duper mm-hmm. articulate. But you can tell that they're three or four, right? From the the size and how they fuck up some words, not all of them. And um she was like, I'm going to tell you, and I promise you, it wasn't me. Took her in the bathroom. The bathroom was fucked up. There was tissue everywhere. Elf was sitting there holding toothpaste, toothpaste all over the place. She was like, I didn't do it. He did it. Yeah. Um, random. Anyway, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the season. I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate anything that helps me grow. And it's definitely helped me grow. Uh, pause. Maybe I need to grow up. But Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, you did. Neither here nor there. I mean, you do. Mm-hmm. That. A little bit. All right, guys. Thank bit. you again for tuning in. Happy holidays. Hope you guys have. Hello, we didn't do our closing. So I decided to pre-record this at because it would actually be I easier. I never said However, it was time for that. Like take see how he's fucking with me even Anywho, for the last episode? You can catch me at you see what I mean? Podcast with I'm a slapper. And I'm leaving this in. I'm not adding it over on live happy hour. You can also catch <laughs> me on Friday Night Lives with my See, Trigger, Trigger, and he knows it. And he's over there laughing. There Jay, you see what I go through? Sai, you want a different track. All you have to do is delete your piece. I'm good. I'm leaving everything right there. Happy holidays. Because Why would you do that? people need to see how you fucking drive me crazy. Happy holidays, guys. Hope you guys have a blessed and safe one. Be safe out there. Guys, you want to let them know where they can find you? Jay? So I decided to pre-record this at Barb's request because it would actually be easier. However, this is like take 10. Anywho, you can catch me at Brunch Hour Podcast with my good sis, Les Jess. <laughs> you can also catch us over on Live Happy Hour. You can also catch me on Friday Night Lives with my good sis, Bob. whenever we sit down and tighten up. Asshole. I still love him though. Yeah. <laughs> Jay. <laughs> yeah, so you can find me at the Cognac Room Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and at the Cognac Room on Twitter. We are on Grind City TV. You can go to grindcity.biz to find the episodes. And of course, we're on TikTok and YouTube under the Cognac Room Podcast. All right, guys, until next season, stay safe and stay blessed. Please subscribe, rate, and follow Barbie on IG. And let underscore me underscore touch underscore you. Facebook at Let Me Touch You Podcast. Twitter at Let Me Touch You 3. And on YouTube at Let Me Touch You Podcast. Want to be featured on Let's Connect? Simply call 929-359-3229 and leave Barbie a message. Your message will be on an upcoming episode. Thank you for the continued support. See you next week. Stay safe. Stay blessed.